Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlow and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. We are with Jordan Yanni. He is a, the man of many hats, including virtual golf Brunswick, Ethan 3 putt. Uh, you may have even seen him with Leaderboard Boston doing the air cannon, especially if you guys have come up to Sugarloaf and played. Jordan, welcome to Maine Golf Talk, and how are you doing? Good, guys. Thanks for, for having me. Um, thinking about playing – well, we play a lot of indoors right now, but always thinking about playing outdoors at the same time, you know? You know, I'm, think, I'm thinking a uh, little Sugarloaf uh, Winter Classic might be uh, might be in order here. I'm getting the itch. Uh, so, Jordan, let's let's talk about this real quick. Let's go right into it. Virtual golf. Um, you know, Brunswick's got this going. I mean, it's everywhere. Virtual golf. You got you can go. You know, to uh, Brunswick. You, we know we have uh, some in Portland. Uh, Nick Lico's got it at Martindale. I mean, it's taken off in Maine, and you guys were kind of the the initial ones here in, uh, in Maine. So tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. First of all, it's, you know, it, it's me, uh, Garrett Olson and, and Rick Davis. Those are, um, we're all equal share owners in it. And, you know, I had worked at the other ones there, uh, at SimCity and Valhalla in prior years. And, you know, we, it was one of those things that it wasn't ever planned to, to open. We just, you know, you always spitball ideas around with your friends and, um, we approached Brunswick to see what it would look like to use that empty space that they have in the winter. And once we talked with AJ and me, Garrett and Rick sat down and decided to, you know, go off to the bank and see what, we, see what we could do. And, uh, they said yes. And we went for it. So, um, and obviously we, you know, went with the TrackMan simulators after testing a couple different ones and thought that was kind of a, the premier, um, simulator to get some you know your data uh for your clubs as well as gameplay which is obviously you know you attract every style of golfer with with the gameplay well and what's great about the gameplay too is you know it doesn't take long i mean you know if you're playing by yourself it could take you know 35 40 minutes and you know an hour you know bring another buddy in you guys it's you know it's an hour and a half easy bing bang boom you guys have played an entire round of golf um, and I mean, the track man's definitely the way to go. Uh, the, you know, the graphics are insane and I mean, what a great way to spend a couple hours in the wintertime working on your game. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, obviously it's a different game. It's virtual, but I always joke with people and you can tell, you know, tell the wife that it's a workout. I mean, you get in there, like you said, you can hustle and play 18 holes, but you're, it's rapid fire. Um, and for your golf game, it's depending on how you're hitting the ball. It could be really good for you because um, you're stepping up and you're repetitive. Um, but if you get in a, a bad swing thought, then you're, you're, you don't have time in between shots. You just got to go up and hit again. And you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> so I've seen it work both ways firsthand. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you can, you can hammer off some holes, get some swings in, 
have some fun. I mean, in Maine, as we all know, the weather's what it is. And this is just another, another thing. People are really, you know, catching on and we do a, a membership, which is unique uh, to indoor golf. So we probably have 15 to 16 members and, you know, they have some restrictions on how they can book tee times and whatnot, just because it's a different animal with the indoor than it is the outdoor. Um, but man, they're getting their money's worth. I tell you that. <laughs> you, do you find that most people that, that come to um, virtual golf club of Brunswick are, are playing a golf course and, and there to just have a good time and enjoy the using the simulator? Or do you find that uh, there's a percentage of, of, of players that come to work on their games and, and maybe just use the driving range? Sure. Um, it's probably maybe a 60, 40, 70, 30 split somewhere around there about, you know, the higher range being people coming to play. Um, but you get a mix and you get a couple of guys that they'll come in and play around a golf and then they'll come in by themselves and, and hit the range or, you know, we have a three or four different practice modes that give you a ton of information. Um, as you guys know, with the track man and, it's a lot of information, but it's, you know, like I'm not a golf pro, but I can look at some stuff now and you can start uh, kind of guessing and checking on your own with, with those numbers and helping your swing out. So it's um, it works both ways and people obviously seem to seem to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of value in coaching and, um, and, and learning a new movement pattern or something like that, where, you're not necessarily seeing ball flight. I mean, obviously you have a little bit of a tracer on track, man, which is great. Um, but sometimes hitting into a net, if you're working on a certain movement to not really have that feedback and really get focused in on that movement. Um, and whether it's through video or uh, the nice thing about track, man, obviously is you get club path and face angle and things like that, where if you know some of the ball flight laws, which I, you know, uh, I would say Zach and I really encourage on, on this podcast is for people to go and learn those. Um, but you know, it, sometimes you can learn a lot from being in that setting versus being out in the golf course or being on a driving range. Yeah, totally. I mean, just a, <clears throat> a small example of, I guess myself is generally when I feel like I hit a ball really well, my, my launch angle with my irons is high. Um, you know, so I, I'm losing certain distances depending on spin and, and whatnot. And, you know, then you mess around with where the ball goes in your stance and a grip and all of a sudden you hit one and you drop your launch angle by five degrees and you're like, oh, that's, that makes sense. You know, that ball's flying nice and you're getting 10, 15 more yards out of it. Um, yeah. Even if I didn't feel like I hit it that good, there's, you know, and you're like, okay, so you can really guess and check with, with all of those details um, and you don't have to be super knowledgeable about it you just have to understand a little bit about it and you can get uh, a lot for your money when you come in and play and you've probably seen some players you know improve over the last couple of years that you've been there um you know i know caleb Manuel was working there last year i'm not sure if he's working there this year but uh i'm sure that having a place for him for example to be able to practice in the off season I mean, that's, that's just something that hasn't really been the case for a lot of golfers in Maine and, and across New England for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So it's nice now where they have that opportunity to stay fresh throughout the off season. Yeah. I mean, 
obviously he was a good golfer before indoor golf um, in Brunswick. But, I mean, he, he arguably had the best year he's had, right, last summer. And um, he worked for us, and he worked in some slow times so he could swing. I mean, that's kind of was, you know, was our deal. We'll get him some hours, but it's not going to be too busy, and he can take some swings. And, I mean, watching him, I got a couple stories real quick. I mean, he, I've sat there and watched him hit balls, and it's like his, his wedges are 10 feet. It was just every time. They're 10 feet indoors. They're 10 feet outdoors. It's pretty incredible to watch. Um, I got lucky enough to play in league against him at Brunswick this year. I've told this story quite a bit. So <laughs> we're playing him and Cade, uh, Sharon, and me and uh, Max Arsenal playing. I'm getting seven blows and nine strokes. All right, nine holes. Seven blows and nine holes, okay? I shoot plus one, and we lose. So... Caleb, Caleb shot, I think he shot seven under on his own ball and ripped the putt up. And the one hole I was on and two on the par or on the par five third. I got on and two there, which is, you know, you can do it, but you gotta it's short, but the angle's gotta be right. And I hit a good second shot. And he's off the green. I'm like, oh, we're we're, we're gonna win this hole, maybe. And he chipped in for Eagle. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, it was just it was incredible to watch just those nine holes and um, his demeanors. Something I strive for. <laughs> well, how about how about how about you though? Sticking with the game and not quitting after that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, I just I was happy to be able to tell the story, man. I mean, that's in, you literally those no seven strokes and nine holes, and I and we lose, and I shoot plus one, which you know I don't shoot plus one all the time. I was just hyped to play and tried to focus up and. <laughs> It was uh, it was pretty funny to watch, but yeah, I mean, even there's some Brunswick members that played all last year, um, and it, just a couple couple of them had hole in ones. Uh, <laughs> it's just really weird how it all kind of transpired. You know, the people that played indoors, they had a you know a decent summer, um, and it's kind of you see it across the board. Some people always working on things. I had one guy the other day, and he just looked at me and he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to do this, and I'm not hitting the ball that great." but he played with us all last winter and he goes, I dropped my, I dropped my handicap by like four strokes, you know? And he's like, I haven't been close to single digits ever. And now he's, he's at like a 10. So it's a consistency factor for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, if you don't play or touch a club for four months, I mean, you got to build back those feels that can take weeks or a month or more. I mean, it's uh, the fact that you can just hit a few shots. I mean, that's great just to stay loose in the off season. Um, but Jordan, let's let's talk about your background. If you could just give us a little summary about you know your your growing up in Maine and everything. <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, wasn't a golfer really growing up. Um, played mainly baseball and uh, soccer. Skied a lot, and then um, went away for school. Came back uh, after my sophomore year to to USM and played baseball there, um, and then immediately graduated I'd say immediately graduated did an extra semester <laughs> graduated and then uh moved to to the loon area where I ran special events uh at the resort for um I don't know six years or so five years somewhere around there um and then moved back to Maine in 2015 my now wife and I we both didn't have jobs and 
um, or I quit a job. She was in between work and we just kind of pulled the trigger and moved back or I moved back to Maine. Um, this is where we wanted to be. <clears throat> and it was weird how, you know, all these puzzle pieces start to work and you meet certain people. And I ended up moving to Maine and then working for leaderboard <laughs> and got back into driving down to Kittery, meeting my boss and driving to mass where I just lived. Um, to go work the air cannon and that was a new endeavor uh for him as part of that business and i think the year i came on we did 40 events and then 120 the next year and then now i mean we did 500 not not last summer obviously with with covid but two summers ago we did 500 events across new england so that's how i got involved in uh golf i started playing a lot more when I was at Loon over at Owl's Nest, I don't know if you guys have ever played the Owl's Nest in Campton, New Hampshire, but it's a great spot out in the White Mountains. So that's how I got involved in kind of the golf world um, in Maine and then started the brand F and three putt and opened up indoors. So it's all the puzzle pieces, right? You just try to, each one's got to work for the other. If they're all involved in golf then then everybody's happy. So. Yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, leaderboard and uh, the air cannon. I mean, you guys have come up to us a couple times, and I mean, it's such cool, uh, cool idea. It's something different. I mean, we do it out on ten, so everybody can drive the green or shoot the green. Um, you know, you guys are busy all the time with that. You know, how did it kind of get going? And you know, where do you guys see yourselves? What kind of shots have you seen? I mean, you guys have probably seen some incredible shots. Um, you know, let's, let's dive a little bit into, uh, into that. Yeah. I mean, it, it evolved, um, it, the company down in Miami kind of came up with the idea. We, we would like to say we probably revolutionized it. I mean, we get us, we're assuming that we do the most air cannons in the world. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's any other, uh, I know there's other air cannons across the United States, but we're, um, through new England, like I said, 500. 500 air cannon events uh, a couple summers ago. Um, but you know what? It's really the, that's cool in itself. We raise a ton of money uh, for charities, um, but it's us, you know, like we always say, you gotta, you gotta be the right type of person. You gotta be personal. You gotta have fun out there. And um, you know, people are giving you money, but you're, you gotta, they understand that, you know, it's a job for us, but our job also makes charities money, which is great. It's a very, unique position to be able to go out and sell and work hard and, and make more money as you, as you work harder. And as you work harder, it's only going to benefit the charity as well. Um, the more harder you work, the more the charity, it, it just keeps working uh, together, which I feel like that type of job is hard to find. Um, so you feel good about going out there and coming up with different tactics to, with the groups and, and selling and, and having fun shooting the cannon. Um, it really evolved with word of mouth. Um, and now we're moving into, I mean, the cannon will always be a staple, but <clears throat> we're moving into kind of a, a break the glass situation. If you guys are familiar with big break. Yep. So we've, we've, you know, the idea of hitting a ball into glass is it's a simple one, but to pull it into a tournament, um, and to execute it in a way to raise some money uh, like we did with the cannon, you know, that takes a little bit of time. Luckily, a lot of tournaments trust us. You know, we say we want to do something 
they allow us to come do it. And then we just keep working hard to, to change the, the execution of it. And uh, we've done it. We did a couple this year, which was a good transition with COVID. You know, nobody was touching the cannon because we weren't, you know, you do the break the glass and you're just using your own golf ball and, uh, and club. So we think that that's going to be a big, uh, a big thing for next year. We have some other new uh, and f- fun ideas for putting contests and just kind of, just kind of jazzing up the charity golf tournament as much as we can. So you're going to, are you going to fire the air cannon through the glass? Is that? <laughs> no, probably not. What's, <laughs> Maybe what's the, the, sorry, what's the ball speed out of that thing? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You guys can do quick math. So 45 degrees and 60 to 65 pounds of pressure gets you about 300 yards. So at, so you're shooting, I mean, it's launching this high, right? 45 degrees and you're getting 300 yards out of it. So what's a launch on a driver that carries 300 yards? Uh, I mean, you can two degrees. Could be anything. Be, yeah. Probably, probably around that 10, 12 mark, I would say. On, on the launch of 10 12 so so the ball speed on that is anywhere you know so we're thinking it's probably like 225 somewhere around there yeah i'm not <laughs> sure sounds so about right. a couple beers a couple beers do some math you know it's fast <laughs> Depend, depends if you use a pro v or a, a top flight right <laughs> yeah oh yeah i know you need to have the the reduced spin golf ball for sure you don't want to shoot a titleist out of that thing <laughs> sugar loaf it'll end up on the 11th t-box <laughs> i mean i i think it's an awesome idea i mean i've i've seen it up here i mean you and i actually did a little uh close to the pin contest with it um you know it's it's a cool way to do it and have you seen any you know really crazy shots have you seen hole in ones or you know what's what's some of your best stories yeah so Oddly enough, I've only seen two hole-in-ones and I've worked, I'm like probably done the second, third most events for the company. Um, but some other guys have seen like back-to-back days hole-in-ones. Um, I saw a girl at Gorham a couple years ago. We were playing like a 50-yard draw with the wind and it hit the stick on the fly. Um, stopped the four inches, had a guy hit the stick at Toddy Brook and didn't win. It spun back and rolled to like 15 feet. Um, I had a hole in one in, in Massachusetts, which was pretty funny. Guy didn't. He was like trying to handle the gun, and I had it. And he's he's like, all right, well, you know, how's this work? And he's like, well, that's the trigger. And he I'm holding the gun, we're aiming it. And he's like, all right, this looks pretty good. And then he just hits the hits the the gun or hits the trigger and it goes off. And we're I'm like, okay, we were aiming pretty good. And he's like, oh, all right. I, that was, you know, I don't, I know this is weird to me. And all of a sudden the guy comes across, he's like, it went in the hole. <laughs> so that was a whole one there. And then had one at the owl's nest, actually our first event of the year, a couple of years ago, I was on the green fresh off of ACL surgery, like hopping on one foot <laughs> when that one went in. So um, yeah, seen some, seen some pretty, we've had some fun shots where, I mean, like you at Sugarloaf, I mean, 10 down the hill with wind. I mean, you're playing that ball out into the valley <laughs> and it's, you know, it's coming across a hundred yards before it hits the green. 
Well, I think for, for those of us who maybe don't hit it 300 yards, it's kind of cool to see a shot like that come out of a cannon right in front of you and like see the trajectory and the, and the path of the ball. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, especially yeah, if you get a good sky and you can see the flight the whole way, it's, uh, it's quite entertaining. So, I mean, we got to branch out here too to uh, FN3P. Um, you know, I think that's uh, – you started this a few years ago. Hashtag everyone three putts. Um, talk a little bit about the the company, what you've done with them. Yeah, so it's been, geez, what, three, four years now? Um, it's just, you know, it's just me really and hustling. And it started on the license plate. That's how it started. It was the license plate came first. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, after, you know, people taking photos of it. I can see them in their car taking photos when I'm at a stoplight. I'm like, man, people really dig this thing. So tried to come up with a, with a design and really uh, it was the first design. I added the flag after I went to lids and got them printed. Like that's, I had to like see it on a hat. So went over to lids and printed a couple hats and sold 24 in like 24 hours and kind of just kept grinding from there and finding different, you know, I find it got certain importers and, and different products and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, it's the goal for me with the company is, yeah, like obviously I want to sell product, um, but I want to, it wants to be more of like a community, right? Like I want to do more events. I want people to, to meet people that don't, you know, maybe you haven't golfed with so-and-so and I've, and I, to a degree, you know, bringing people together and having fun is, uh, really what it's all about i wanted to try to run a trip this year obviously um like a local trip on a bus but with covid uh couldn't do that i've been going to phoenix for the last four years we've been to the waste management so you know taking some some people there that some of them don't know each other and now they're friends like that type of stuff is awesome to me and uh the bigger the community and in the world of golf and the more people that play is going to be beneficial for everyone Right. So that's kind of the idea behind, behind the brand and just coming up with new, new ideas and products and just to keep it fresh. You know, I don't want to buy a thousand of one thing and try to sell a thousand of the same thing. You know, I like people come up and will say, Oh, I saw your hat the other day and I saw one over there. None of them are the same. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's, I try to do that on purpose. You know, you want, people that kind of have an exclusive um, product if that's what they, you know, if they're into that. So it's, it's, it's neat. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I do the same thing with our sugar fats. You know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, we'll order whatever, 24, 36. And once they're sold out, they're sold out. You know, we'll, we bring back the rope hats every now and then, but you know, you want that exclusivity. You want people to be like, Oh man, I want that hat because that's just a one of a kind. That's, it's yeah. not going to be seen again. Um, right. I, it drives, drives, uh, drives people to, to buy it. Yeah. And maybe buy, you know, more than one. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the goal too, right? You, you get a repeat customer if you have different products constantly. Um, I mean, I, Christ, I think the only hat that I bought since I started F and three putt was a Sugarloaf hat. It's strictly for when the man cave's done. I don't think I've worn it. 
we just it's just want it nice and pristine just to sit there on the shelf and and look nice um you know and that's because i like the hat you know it's a good style now they're probably all gone right <laughs> yeah you got it so uh so jordan what's what's the next step you know you got all this you know great stuff going on where where are you going next with with all this is it golf league is it you know like you said travel uh you know is it going to be like a group or you know what are you doing yeah i mean between it all it's it's kind of a um i think about it as like you start a bunch of different puzzles and you know you might not finish the the puzzles but next year you're like uh, you know you have this piece of the puzzle that's been sitting there that you maybe didn't think about and then somebody else comes in with an idea and then you're like hey you know maybe we can put these together and it's always a loose and rough idea of where we're going next um you know maybe it's another indoor spot maybe you know the cannon will always be there it's it's just kind of you know the networking for me um is what i want to do and try to just keep coming up with different and new, you know, getting involved in the golf industry in a different way than I guess, traditionally. Um, and I feel like, you know, with the getting the indoor spot was a big, was a big piece. And like I said, that wasn't really planned. It just kind of materialized. Um, and then, yeah. And just we're kind of rolling F and three putt into, um, you know, I am going to be doing something with leaderboard next year. So we're going to have a tailored kind of putting contest, I think, with the brand. Um, so I'll loop the brand into that. <clears throat> um, and yeah, and this summer, there's I'm going to be working with uh, Live Free Golf, which is a company that started out of New Hampshire to do a tra- – it's like a traveling league. So you go and play in different events, and you accumulate points. And then at the end of the year, you know, you have your points leaders and your winners, but – we're going to come up with a statewide team that's going to go play against Massachusetts and New Hampshire at a neutral site, which is, you know, awesome. Like I wanted to, in a way I wanted to do that myself, but they contact, and that's hard. It's hard to get off the ground. Um, they already had something established. They contacted me to help run the main because uh, there's nothing in Maine. So, you know, I can loop my brand into that as well, which he said was totally fine. Um, so it's, it's cool. They're awesome people. I got to golf with them this year on a couple of different spots. And so that level, and then, you know, there's always other things on the, uh, on the back burner. You never know. Like I want to start something main, you know, on top of the live free golf. There's a, you just keep throwing ideas out until something sticks and, you know, you're, you're always going to need help and you'll find, you'll run into people that will help you and they have different ideas and, you know, it might not be next year, but it could be two years, could be three years, you know, until we get something off the ground. I saw, um, I saw Chris Como post, uh, do you know who Chris Como is Jordan? Yeah. 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 So I saw him post a story. It was just yesterday actually of, um, he had a psychologist, sports psychologist on his, uh, on his Instagram live and he posted this picture of what success looks like. And there was one that was like a straight line, right? This like nice gentle slope that you just, you go on. It's just this great track. And then what it really looks like is like this little start. And then it's like this roller coaster of spirals all the way up to the top. 
And I was just thinking as you were talking about, um, you know, all the things you got going, but yeah, I, you know, I, I've always admired how you have so many things going, but you're just, your passion for, um, the companies you're working with and, and for the game, it's just, it's really, it's cool to see. And, uh, you know, I think the, the air cannon is a great example of that. I mean, you showing up on the tee and, Hey, yeah, what, let's shoot an air cannon today, 300 yards, this thing's going to fly. And, you know, it's just so fun. So, um, I'm on your website right now looking at the FN3P Gerber onesie. <laughs> my dad, my dad, FN3 putts. I love that. You got to make uh, like an adult size version of that. Yeah, seriously. I, <laughs> They could probably do that pretty easily. And make it uh, make for a good Halloween costume. Right? Yeah, no, I uh have a nine month old daughter, so that's kinda where that sparked from. And um it was I put them on so before Christmas I I posted them on one of the Facebook groups or the you know, those golf centric, you know, you can sell trade, whatever those groups are on Facebook. And the more comments you get, the more traction you get on those things. And I, I sold out of those onesies in like two days because people were hustling for gifts and it was, you know, it's kind of a no brainer for a new parent who's a golfer. So I have mom ones too. So that's, those don't sell as much, but <laughs> you know, some, some ladies that are having some, some babies that that'll, uh, Say my mom effing three. I had one person buy both, so obviously the both parents golfed. So it was it was pretty funny. Well, Jordan, we're gonna. Uh, we know that you got your nine month in, and she's you know probably ready to you know see dad. So let's uh, let's close this out with our uh, infamous wicked fire. Uh, we're gonna go right into it. Be ready. Best That's shot you ever hit at Virtual Golf Club Brunswick. Best shot ever hit at Virtual Golf Club of Brunswick. I mean, I had I had a hole in one on a par three. I don't know if that really counts, but that's, that's pretty good. But it's pretty no good. Pr- that was a no pressure shot, you know. I think carrying some water with like a baby cut three wood after you duck hooked a drive to get to a par five and two is, you know, when you're playing a match. We play matches every Tuesday night, so it gets it gets fired up in there. So oh, that, any, any shot you can do under pressure is a good shot, especially indoors. Jordan, that hole in one counts for something. I just want to make sure our listeners know, like when people ask me how many hole in ones I have, I always say two and a half. <laughs> I have one on a simulator when I was like twelve years old, and I, I count that as a half. So as a half. So all right, so I'm I'm one and a half, then I'll I'll carry that. So you're, uh, you guys are headed up to uh, Sugarloaf tonight. Uh, what's your uh, favorite ski trail here at Sugarloaf? Oh, geez. So I haven't, I'm, I'm becoming a Sugarloafer, I guess. So the, the trail names are, um, sometimes I forget which ones are which. <laughs> I'm, I've been a loon guy for a long time. So this transition is, uh, is tough. So what's the, what's the one under King Pine? Is it King Pine? Yeah, under the lift. I skied that a couple years ago, uh, and they had some bumped up powder bumps under the lift, and that was that was a good run. And I, I we I don't think I left there. I was gonna say if you if Henry ever comes back up to uh, Maine, you're up here. You guys ski with him. He's he's all out nonstop, just crushes it. Just point it. 
Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's go to your top five main courses. Ooh, I like this one. Top five main courses. So I'm set to play. I haven't played Samoset yet. I'm set to play this summer. So I'm not going to include that because I've been there. I just haven't played it. Um, top five main courses. Are we talking? You know, that's see, that's a loaded question. You gotta. <laughs> playability or views or like you know i i love sugarloaf you know that but i don't go there to play well <laughs> you know i have a blast there i'm like if i shoot 90 i'm, I'm stuck there anything anything 90 and below I'm, I'm really happy so i i mean i gotta throw sugarloaf is great all around i just like to go up there and and hang out and it's just the the vibe of the whole place right so like that's i'm a big vibe guy i'm not about all oh, this course is you know, I like this course because of X, Y, and Z. I want all of it. I want seeing Zach at the, you know, at the front desk and and Eric and going to the going to have some beers and seeing people that you see in the winter. And so the Sugarloaf is definitely good. Um, played the Woodlands this year. Impeccable, really. Conditions are are great there. Always. Um, it was nice to be able to get out there. We did a trip. <clears throat> what did we do this year? We did uh, Belgrade and Clinton in the same day. So that was pretty cool. And, like, you know, Clinton was a cool little course, man. F fairly forgiving off the tee. Um, the approach shots were more difficult. Um, so, but obviously you could throw Belgrade in there. I like uh, Diadema for the vibe of it, too. When you play the nine-hole Diadema. Um Almost got struck by lightning there this year. That was that was interesting. <laughs> Storm came in quick. Um, and then kind of locally, the fan you know I'm the fan of the ledges and Points of Vega. I was there last year as a member at Points of Vega. Um, you know I'm sure there's there's some I haven't played that I hear are great. So I'm trying to trying to get them off the uh, the old bucket list. Yeah, you uh, you skipped out on Kibo there. I was uh, I was kind of waiting for like a Kibo. Uh, Granny, I haven't played Kibo. Yeah, right. So like this is this will change hopefully next summer. Um, I want to get out there and play some courses I haven't been able to play. Um, but um, yeah, it's and this year will be a year to do it. I'll technically be a member over at Brunswick, but depending on where the live free golf events are and, and the air cannon schedule, it's going to be, uh, going to be a year of knocking some, some courses off the list. So at least every year, that's what I try to do. <laughs> We're going to have to get you back on see if you, uh, you, you change that, uh, those rankings, uh, next year. Uh, all right. And, uh, final question, uh, your dream foursome, if you could play with, uh, anybody doesn't, you know, whether they're live, dead, uh, gotcha. fictional, your dream foursome. Dream foursome. Uh, let's go. Daily. Mark Wahlberg. And, uh, Jeez, that's a good question. I mean, you gotta throw Tiger. I mean, I don't know, throw Tiger in. I don't throw Tiger in. DJ. I like that lineup. I, I mean, feel I'm like DJ. Yeah. 
I feel like DJ and Daly. I just want to know more about Dustin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely keeps it under wraps these days. But I'm sure there's a there's a party lifestyle under there. Um, yeah. I'm surprised oh, yeah. he didn't I'm pick sure. Ernie Els, being that he, like, eight-putted at the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I got to get all these guys' addresses and try to send them a hat. <laughs> FN eight-putt. FN eight-putt. <laughs> Custom order. <laughs> Uh, that trail you mentioned, I'm pretty sure, is Hallback. Uh, that's a good <laughs> yeah. one. That's That left side with the moguls is great, but Ripsaw right next to it, that's probably one of my favorites. It's a good one. Yep. Um, but, Jordan, thanks for thanks for coming on again. And uh, I guess for our listeners, where can they find – I guess we got a few things we got to cover here. Uh, I guess FN3P and then uh, Virtual Golf Club of Brunswick. Yeah, so FN3PGolf.com uh to check out all the gear and whatever else is going on i'll have some hopefully some stuff up for the summer and some different events that people can um can play in and you got to become you know get become part of the squad fn3p squad right it's pretty funny so people are uh i like people when they come up to me and they're like oh i've seen those hats around and then i tell them that it's that it's me and they're like oh you guys are great i'm like it's it's just me i should i should hire somebody i may i should probably get an intern or something that would be free free labor right <laughs> um so yeah fn3pgolf.com and then uh for indoor golf out of brunswick we're going to go virtual golf club of brunswick is the uh, name but we're located at brunswick golf club and that website is vgc uh, vgcbrunswick.com and uh tea sheets filling up especially on the weekends so uh if you're interested and want to come play i would book ahead of time you can call or go online and uh lock up your tea time come have some fun come have some food and beverage at mcavoy's and hang out with the boys or the girls have a good time yeah i saw uh uh and you guys are also on social media instagram i i follow you guys and Seems like every week I see a new hole in one at, at Golf Club of Brunswick there. So uh, uh, if you guys don't have a hole in one yet, make sure you yes. swing on over and at least get your claim your half hole in one. Um, right, Jeff Cole, Jeff Cole, his, Jeff Cole came over. He played the first two days he played there. He had a hole in one each day. <laughs> <laughs> we must have turned the cheat codes on or something. I, I don't know. That's great. Um, well, Jordan, thanks again for joining us. Uh, for our listeners, uh, if you want to find us, you can. we're on Instagram and Facebook at Main Golf Talk. If you're on iTunes, we sincerely appreciate any feedback and comments you can offer. And this has been another episode of Main Golf Talk.